0: We're back. We are back for another show, NHL Live. Today, I've got another coach in the league. Uh, Last week, we had Ben Bennett, head coach of the Orlando Predators. This week, we've got Coach Rez from the Carolina Cobras. How's it going, Coach? It's going good, man. Appreciate it. How's everything with you? Man, I'm living the dream, man. The dream or nightmare, depending on the time of day. Can't complain, man. Can't complain. It's uh, it's great. We get to come on here um, to all the NAL fans. get Get to learn more about yourself and the other people around the league. So so it's been great, man. I, I like your tree. I just before we get started, did you decorate that yourself?
1: I did not. My kids and and my wife did that one day when I was gone. Come on, man. I got the I got the tree set up. I put the tree together. It, it's a it's
0: a fake tree.
1: Yeah, we did. Uh... We li- we don't live too far from Boone, North Carolina, which is like a home of the Christmas trees. So okay, okay. we would always go for like four or five years. We'd go up there and get a fresh tree and bring it back home. And um, but when the when the cats and dogs start messing with everything, it's just
0: there. <laughs> it's all over the place. We I always was like, like so against um like fake trees always. And then all of a sudden we we ended up getting one. It had like lights already on it. And it was like perfect. I put the thing up in like five minutes. It's clean, um, yeah. So, so it's kind of cool. But, but anyway, happy holidays. I like the tree. It's yours looks better than mine. I will say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the kids did a good job.
0: So, the thing I like to do, especially on these first first times we have, um, you know, a guest on, is kind of just like get to know you. I mean, because I think you have a really cool background um you know you have a a great journey from coast to coast to uh military and everything else so kind of just let's start off with that like kind of just start off with where you're from and kind of that that journey um to where you're at now
1: all right yeah so I'm originally from California uh, northern part of California outside of uh Sacramento in a place called Yuba City Marysville area um small towns um so, you know, grew up there, graduated high school and went right into the Marine Corps, um, went the, the military route versus the college route and um, went into the, the two tours in Iraq and got out in 2005. I did. I was overseas in 03 and 04. Battle of Fallujah in 2004. After that, I was done. <laughs> I got out. Um, so I was stationed at uh, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina is where my duty station was and my wife is from North Carolina, Mount Airy, North Carolina. And so I, I met her and we met in 2002 and got married in 2004. And, and I figured when I got out that I had been away from home for so long that one thing I learned is you don't take the, the, the Southern girl from the South and from her family. So <laughs> I figured, you know, might as well <laughs> see what we got out here. Um, and when I got out in 2005, I was thinking about going back to school. I did some online stuff and whatnot, but I wanted to try the college route and uh, UNC Pembroke was starting their football program in 2006. And for one reason or another, we decided not to, to do that. And this is when I found the Raleigh rebels there in, in Raleigh, North Carolina, the good old Dorton arena.
0: Yep. Yep. Hey, so real quick though, um, when you were in the military, when you were in the Marines, did you play like, cause I know sometimes they have like, you know, competitive teams that play as well. Did you do anything while you were in there, or was, was, was your time just overseas?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I played high school, obviously played in high school, um, played in the Marine Corps. I played every year I was in the Marines, except for the two two times I was in Iraq. Unfortunately, there was no football playing, you know, overseas yeah. in the desert. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: um, I take that back. We did have some touch games in the in the bases <laughs> with the Army and Marines, and so that was pretty cool. But on the basis, yeah, we had a team. We had a team with our unit. Um, we played other units like tanks and air wing and stuff like that. and Pretty competitive. You'd be surprised on how many athletes are in the military. Like It's it's Dude. a very competitive atmosphere. Um, and it was a lot of fun, too. Um, so you, you meet a lot of different people, meet a lot of different athletes. I had a running back that actually went to Nebraska and played running back. Um, one of the fastest dudes I've ever met white dude, just country as he as can be. And but he was a legit was runner. Back good. <laughs> and uh it, it was it was pretty fun. So you see all this different, very diverse. He even had a lot of um he had a couple Asian kids. You don't really see a lot of Asian guys playing football. And th- there were some guys that were pretty dang good. And it was it was pretty fun to see. Um so you know overall, you know the your officers and, and platoon sergeants and stuff like that would get mad when you leave work to go to practice and because <laughs> you, you you're almost treated like that That was our college football basically if yep. you're everyone else you got to work while you go off and go to practice and go to play the games and whatnot so it's, it's pretty cool
0: yeah i had a kid my first year um in indoor kind of similar he was in the marines didn't go to college great athlete he, he I think he was still in the Marines at the time or maybe reserves at that point, but uh, he came and played and he was, he was good. He played, uh, he played in Canton the first year in 05 for a little bit, but uh, I always think that's great. Number one is, you know, just anyone who, you know, volunteers for service, you know, I have a ton of respect for, I mean, I can't say I, I didn't do it. You know, I'm, I'm too much of a, a wuss to do sure. all that. But um, you know, I have a lot of respect, so thank you for that service. Um, appreciate you know, it. I think that uh, you know it's 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 needed, and and uh, I appreciate it. So um, you're in that area in close to Winston Salem. Mm-hmm. Just about service. So my my wife's grandfather was Lawrence Joel. Well, he's passed away, yeah. but Joel Coliseum. Oh yeah, it was named after him. He um, was in Vietnam and I think the Korean War. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, that's that's great. So so you get back and are you? Did you have like football on your mind as like, hey, I I want to get into football, or were you kind of like, okay, what well, I, I
1: wanted it? I wanted to go play college football. Okay. Um, when I, my very last high school football game. Uh, Was our like in California, it's different. They do state championships and different playoffs and all that. So we were in a section championship. You got to win so many games to get invited to the state tournament, whatever. So, um, my last game, um, we got done, we lost, unfortunately. And the one of the Juco coaches there asked if I wanted to come play college football, you know, come try, you know, come to the play Juco or whatnot. And I wasn't very big, I wasn't going to no USC or anything like that. So, um, I told him, unfortunately, you know, where were you a year ago? You know, I already enlisted into the Marine Corps and, you know, that's what I'm doing. So, um, but I wanted, so I wanted to do take a try at it, um, but being married and, you know, being a quarterback in college probably wasn't going to be the best option, you know, for me at the time. Um, I'm sure my wife, she, she's been very supportive of everything that I've done, um, but that's one thing that she probably would have pulled back on a little bit.
0: So how long have you been married? I mean, you've, You've been married a while, haven't you?
1: Yeah, so we um, this coming April will be seventeen years. Damn. Yeah.
0: Congrats. A, man. Congrats.
1: Yeah, it's uh, a lot of you know, just like every marriage, you know, it's you're learning. We got married young, so um, I was eighteen you when know, I got married. I mean, there you yeah. go. So years. We've
0: been married. I'm forty two. So yeah,
1: but it's been a blessing for me. Um, you know, she she's solid. She's our rock of the family. And I wouldn't be able to do everything I do if it wasn't for her. So I'm you know, yeah. very thankful to have that support.
0: It, it's so important, you know, and, and oftentimes the, the ladies don't get the credit, but right. I mean, they, they do, they take care of us. They take care of the, the, the house, the family, all that stuff. So, um, you know, I think that's great. Um, we got somebody here who, uh, Wants to give some props just for dealing with you, so. Yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so so, how did the Raleigh uh, Rebels come about? Did you just see an open tryout? I know, uh, I think it was like Stephen G. Fulmer was the head. Oh, yeah, Coach Fulmer, yeah. Um, so, how did you find that opportunity?
1: Uh, honestly, I was just looking online and saw that there was some tryouts coming up, and I went to the first tryout and I wasn't I had no clue what arena football was. I never really followed it. Um, shame on me, you know, not really knowing what arena football was at the time. But um, you know, I was I was in the Marines. I was in the military. So I, I wasn't really paying attention to a lot of outside sports stuff. And it's a whole totally different, you know. Setting you yeah. know, out than the real world. Um, so I, I just i went to a tryout. And did have no clue what to expect <laughs> so in high school I played we played wing I played wing T I was a wing T quarterback in high school so obviously you know that 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 box is unchecked because I wasn't really in a, a quarterback throwing the ball all over the place. Right. I probably threw the ball maybe six or seven times eight times eight times maybe a game but we would throw for 200 300 yards because if <laughs> you're wing T people are running wide open down the field so I could throw into the ocean and and complete the pass um. So I had no clue what I was getting into, and um, I, I, I gave him my all, gave him my best. You know, you could tell that you know that little scrawny kid was uh, had a lot of heart and was a competitor because you know I, I didn't give up and kept trying. Um, so, long story short, I ended up not being asked to stay. <laughs> so um, went about my way, and uh, but there was another tryout coming up, and so I, I knew what I was getting into that time. And I I gave it a second chance and ended up being asked to, you know, come back and um, got asked to come out to a practice from Coach Fulmar. He called me one day and um, had a lot of very reserved phone call because of my background wasn't really what we're looking for, for a real football player. (laughs) So um, I think I played in one or two games, maybe. I didn't really play very much, Um, but that moment, even then and then going on to after the Rebels to the speed, um, I made it a point going forward that just because wherever you played, you didn't play Division One, Division Two, whatever, you didn't come from Carolina or big-name schools, if you could play and help, you'd have an opportunity because um, I didn't really feel I got that opportunity. I, there were some situations where I thought that I, I could have played more. Um, but I took that moving on as a coach. Um, to make sure that I, I try to, I try, and even today, I try to help as many people as I can because I know where I was when oh. I was trying. And, you know, all it takes is that one person to give you a chance.
0: And it's tough too. I mean, you know, even, even now I'm sure as a coach, I mean, yeah, you know, obviously if somebody comes across your desk that, you know, Oh, Wake Forest or, you know, <laughs> you know, you yeah. know, you know that that D one is, is appealing, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's all about what you can do right well and and you're a perfect example a couple i mean there's there's stories within every team of mm-hmm. you know guys who you know maybe didn't even go to college or played right. at a small school i mean it's it happens all the time i mean it's uh and that's what those tryouts are really for is to get guys an opportunity when you went to your tryouts were were you invited or did you just go out and pay like
1: i just went i just went yeah. and paid yeah
0: yeah i mean so i didn't
1: have to pay the second time right. so yeah, that's that was
0: cool <laughs> <laughs> but no and, and but that's what it takes sometimes to get on the radar mm-hmm. and you know guys have to do that so um, so you went from Raleigh down to the Carolina speed
1: yep so I felt that kind of having a taste of how everything was the Carolina speed it was their first that brand new team knew everything, so I was like, that's my chance. You know, we'll go there. No one, no one's has a spot yet. And no one really knows who everyone is. Now granted with the rebels, Coach Fulmar, that was his first year as the coach there. Right. because um, Gibson was before and that was that same year was his first year down in Columbus. Yeah. So it's cool to hear all the stories when you were talking with him, you know, a couple weeks ago. But um so I went to the speed. Uh, Michael Mink was the head coach um i'll never forget uh, at the tryout like everyone towards the end everyone's in the room waiting to find out you know what's going on and um everyone was told to get down on their face in in the room in the kerberus arena and i was like oh hell what's, you know what's going on with this <laughs> so they want to do push-ups so everyone had to do push-ups for as long as they could do push-ups and that was i guess the key of however many push-ups you did in a certain amount of time would prove how much you could bench and reps and I, it was, it was at the time there was a formula and everyone's going along with it because they're telling you to do that. So I was like, whatever, you know, I could do some pushups. So, um, but I actually got asked to, to well if I was interested to actually, you know, come to camp and I was like, heck yeah, you know, it was pretty good. So there was quite a few of us. And, um, at the time I'm still living in Raleigh. So once I got asked to do that, once I said, yeah, let's do it. Then I was thinking, how am I gonna be doing this every day? You know, driving from Raleigh to Concord, you know, that's and I had a real job, so that's gonna that's gonna to be tough. <laughs> so but that's how it is at this level, man. You gotta do what you gotta do and that's live right. in the car and make the trip and yep. um, so yeah. So I think that. I did that half a season and I just I got burnt out you know, yeah. driving two and a half hours to practice. And luckily there was like three or four of us going there, so we would carpool and take turns driving and um, but it, it, I just got burnt out, man it was it was tough and again, same situation in Raleigh At the training camp one time we were outside it was cold. it was in Jan- it was a uh, January February, I think it was I can't remember, but it was cold outside. We had seven quarterbacks throwing. so you'd throw your two or three passes and you stand outside in the cold, you know waiting your turn to come back up you'd get some reps and that um, was just it was brutal <laughs> to say the least, but um but
0: yeah. We got Antonio here. He just needs an opportunity. And so, the the great message I I hear is get out to one of these workouts. I know you're going to have. I know all the teams throughout the league are. If you're not getting calls from the coaches, you're you're not on the radar right now. Doesn't mean you're not a good player. Doesn't mean you can't play to this level or higher. But you got to do what you have to do to get in front of them. So make sure you get out here, check out the tryouts, um, and uh, show show your skills. I love finding, like, talent at tryouts because it's like you're finding somebody that wasn't on the radar, and there's so much talent out there. I mean, you know, we were talking about it earlier. I mean, the, the, the talent is is out there. So, so yeah. at what point did you start thinking about, you know, coaching, and were you, you know, kind of bit by arena football at that point, or – um, We're kind of getting into not so much
1: been I, I i came to a realization um i wasn't really what you know the prototypical next level guy you know i, I was barely six foot i still claim i'm six foot tall but <laughs> six um, still- so I, I wear i wear boots now for work so i i, I think about the six foot mark so <laughs> but um i was like one 185 or so at the time so i mean barely six foot 185 i didn't you know most of your six foot guys 5 11 um. 185 guys now are freaking cut. So
0: they're like, like legit. And that, that wasn't what I looked like. Um, so. Yeah, that Tom Brady at, at, uh, at the, you know, the combine or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't even run the 40. I
1: just passed cause that is not even, they would joke and say that there's not a sundial, you know, good enough to keep up my time. So, um, but yeah, so it was pretty much after the speed 2008, Uh, I really didn't do a whole lot with arena football. I was learning a lot more stuff. Got my first um, actual coaching position. Uh, I was coaching high school, by the way, starting in 2006 and on. So now I've been coaching high school ever since. Um, But 2009, I got my first actual, going into 2009, got my first actual um, coaching gig at a prep school um, for a a post-grad, prep, post-grad, you know. But it was paying good, and and I I took the chance, and that's when I pretty much said I was done playing. Um, 2008, going into 2009, I actually was working out. I went to a couple workouts with the Florence Phantoms, and was actually interested in pro- most likely to be going to their camp in 2009. That was that Omar Jacobs was was leaving; he wasn't coming back for 2009 season. So and there was an opportunity there because Omar he was the quarterback, and no one else was yeah. you know make t- you know taking that spot, and he was pretty good too. Um, so from that point, uh, I met a gentleman named Clayton Banner, um, who's well known in the game, has been in every league imaginable you can think of CFL, AFL. Um, so I actually got hooked up with him and doing workouts and traveling the country and doing workouts, helped him some with the Chicago rush and then the Tulsa Talons um, uh, for a couple of seasons doing that. And that was pretty fun. That's, that's really where I started to meet a lot of people um, building my network. Um, and it was just a great experience. You know, Clayton's no longer with us. Um, so, you know, prayers to, you know, his family about that, you know, that's still tough. We were, we we were really close. Um, Clayton was like a brother of mine and, um, and it it was, uh, you know, a lot of people were, you know, heard about that because it was a a, a, unexpected, you know, situation.
0: And he wasn't doing too well. So he helped a lot of people, um, You know, with their careers, he helped, you know, a lot of players. I mean, he helped, you know, guys like you. And, you know, I I think I met Clayton back in 04, kind of when I got got started in it. And, you know, just, uh, yeah, it was a great guy, great help. So it was real sad. Absolutely.
1: So, you know, he being around him and some of the people that I met kind of helped me get my first um, head coach job um there in the uh, again circle back around you know with with something that you got going on in the UIFL um yeah. which is pretty cool uh so that's kind of where that went there was a general manager there, there named by the name of Steve Fickert um he had been around some AF2 stuff and um again as an opportunity interviewed had a good interview with him it was one of those situations where I'm a young guy and he was almost like on on, on the end of going out on an older guy and then a young guy coming in type kind of deal. And I really don't think he knew what he was getting into when he hired me (laughs) because sometimes – and you've seen it all all through the years of every team that sometimes that guy with the experience is going to hire someone with not a whole lot of experience to think that they're going to have the say – on everything because the guy with not a lot of experience, he's just going to be a yes man and right. just do whatever they need to do. So he quickly okay. found out that Coach Rez is not in the yes man. <laughs> so, which has hurt me, you know, through the years. And I will say, um, but I speak my mind. I, I tell it like it is, you know, I don't sugarcoat things. Um, we talked about a little bit before, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like me very much. and There's people that, that <laughs> would die for me. And run through a wall for me, but it's you. You either like me or you don't. There's no in between. And but the good thing about that is you're always going to know what you're getting. Um, and I think that's important to be transparent. Of you know, don't blow smoke up people. You know, tell them tell them what they want to hear. Like a player at a tryout, why lie to that kid and tell them? Oh man, you know you're pretty good, but I no, just tell them. <laughs> you know, you you might be having to look for a career. Like just you know, don't. I don't want to crush someone's dreams, but at the same time, you got to be realistic. Someone's got to tell yeah. them. Yep, exactly. So
0: we got William here, William Parrish. So,
1: so Todd Parrish, he was a master sergeant in our, in our company there at Lejeune. And uh, he would actually help coach, you know, in the, with the Marine stuff and oh, right. football, and it was pretty cool. So, but the cool thing about that, they follow you and you just, it, it, it's a, that's a, that's a light brotherhood that lasts forever. And same thing with football. Yeah. that's um, That's why I enjoy it so much.
0: Yeah, Chris Gray. You know, we got Jamie Lee.
1: See? <laughs> coach Lee <laughs> down there in uh out in the eastern part of the state. Big time baseball coach. Um he still plays baseball too, by the way. He's he's yeah. he's an older gentleman too, and he he'll 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 run uh circles around some people.
0: So you went up to Huntington, that was your first head coaching? Yep, yeah.
1: Yeah, first coaching job in arena. Okay. Which is pretty cool. And you get to be the head coach. How get to be the head coach. I I think, you know, at at that time, I was really big with uh, Clayton and Coach Alner with Tulsa, you know, traveling, doing workouts. And that kind of helped. That helped a lot, you know, get that job, have that on your resume and have an AFL coach be able to uh, speak on you and and give you a good reference, you know, especially when a, a current AFL coach was coaching at the time it was a big deal that, that helped out a lot. And, um, I'm very thankful for everything that's Clayton Clayton has done for me. Um, and even to this day, he was a big part of, you know, me coming to Carolina, um, him and coach back, you know, without, without coach back and Clayton, you know, I wouldn't even be with the Cobras.
0: How'd you end up meeting coach back?
1: So I've, i you know, I've known coach back through the years from, from coaching. Um, we talked a few times through the phone, um, Real really started talking in the 2015 season when he was the head coach or 2014 season, 15, when he was with Nashville, um with the Nashville Venom. And we talk about some players and, and whatnot. Um, but I you know, I followed Coach back through the years. I mean, he's a great coach. He's he's won a lot of championships, been very successful everywhere he's been. So
0: um,
1: <laughs> yeah. I always thought it'd be cool to one day, you know, coach with a guy that, like that that's well known and and it's got a lot of experience. Um, so when we met and actually had an opportunity, we were going to, we tried to make some stuff work in 2018, um, but it just, just couldn't get it worked out um, all around. So I, that's when I went to the Havoc um, as the OC. Um, so when we had the opportunity in 2019 and it come back around, it was a no brainer for me. Plus it was home in Greensboro uh, where we live now. Well, we live in Mount Airy now, but at the time we lived in Garner and then moved and, so it was it was just a, a no, it was a no brainer for me to you know be a part of the Cobras and knowing Rob Storm and them um uh, to be a part of great owners you know that's that's one of the thing that was important to me as well
0: um, factor
1: <laughs> yes so I, I've been a, to the bottom of the barrel to the best to great organizations not very good owners good front office bad team you know it, it, you name it it's it's a uh, I'll never forget when we were in Harrisburg, we were at the Ponderosa resort was our housing and it wasn't a resort. It was outside of an airport. So, you know, there, there's a lot of things that this arena game and the minor league sports in general is just, you know, it's a, it's a life for sure. Harris,
0: were you the head coach in Harrisburg?
1: So I ended up um, when Bernie had got, he, that was at the, at the time when he was got sick um, and he couldn't really do it anymore. So um, John Morris you know, he base I basically took over for Bernie um, okay. with the Stampede and the SIFL at the time. Um, so Did that was that,
0: in the, that was in the farm show arena.
1: Yes, yeah,
0: beautiful, yeah. Beautiful. There's a soccer yeah. our indoor soccer team would go there to play the the Harrisburg Heat. We, and I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, not too okay. far. I remember the uh, the arena well and. I feel I'm starting to feel old though, because it's like everybody we're mentioning, it's like I've known for almost twenty years now. Right. right. <laughs> you know? It's like well, the know, cool play.
1: thing is all all your main people in the game have all connected in some capacity, all around. Yep. And it's pretty cool. And then when they say you don't want to burn bridges, like it's you don't want to burn bridges because it'll come back around in some capacity.
0: Too small of a community, and that's really what it is, you know. So.
1: I so, see a lot of these guys popping in, a lot of coaches I coached with. And,
0: yeah, yeah, I was I, I was hoping you could see that on your screen. You got Dale in there. Yeah, Dale,
1: I I, I played played for him and uh, coached with him. And uh, matter of fact, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later. But um, I'm going to an event with him, an All Star game versus a Mexico team in Cancun um, coming up, and that'll be that'll be a pretty cool experience. I,
0: I should probably go along. To just <laughs> we something. were we
1: were just there in October and, and checked check some stuff out. So it was uh my first time in Mexico and it was it was a blast. So I'm I'm looking forward to to doing that again.
0: Yeah, I think that that should be a league requirement. That uh, yeah. you give me a call next time.
1: <laughs> well, it's very inexpensive, so you know it, it it we could we could probably make that work.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's cool. That's cool. So you were up in Harrisburg for a little bit. Um, you know, so you've been in a couple of leagues. I mean, really there's, there's the leagues have kind of, you know, come and gone over the years. And what I like kind of about, you know, the NAL is, you know, the NAL isn't trying to have 30 teams this year. I mean, that was, that was my, you know, my downfall, I'd say, you know, my, my first year in the AIFL, Mm -hmm. 2005, we had six teams, two of them were travel. Then the next year when you came into Raleigh, we jumped up to sixteen teams. Right. Well, what most people don't know is I started probably eight of the right of the 10 new teams. Yeah. And now, okay. found- you want
1: to you want to start the teams, but it's like uh, yeah. who's uh, who's running these teams?
0: <laughs> exactly. And so it it definitely made it tough, and then it put me in a bad spot where I'd have to I maybe sell it to somebody who normally wouldn't be able to get a team. And so right. I definitely really like the way the NAL is, is, is being patient. Mm-hmm. You got some, you got some really good ownership groups in the league and, you know, the league's not afraid to make some tough decisions with removing teams if they're not keeping the standards, which yeah, that, you, you got to respect that. I mean, it's, it's all about elevating, um, you know, the brand and and building and it's, it's a process. It's not going to be overnight and, I'm sure the league could expand the 20 teams next year if they they wanted to do it recklessly, but to do it smart, it's going to take two, three years. Yeah. And, and that's what I like about what uh, Commissioner Siegfried is doing and the rest of the ownership group that I've, I've had a chance to talk with is it's exciting. And, you yeah. know, there's seven teams, but there's there's a lot of big stuff in the works uh, for right. the league. So, you know, kind of, you, you told us a little bit about how you got connected with, with uh, coach back, you know, with, with Carolina. Um, how'd that first season go for you guys? You know, um, I, I think it went well uh, overall. Um,
1: we had a lot of injuries up and down. It was, it was like a carousel with the offensive line. So that was tough. Um, I was coaching the defense and we, we had some times ups and downs as well, but I, I think we were pretty, we were pretty stout on defense. I mean, we, we led the league in most categories um, with everything across the board. Previous from the first year, in 2018, Coach Schmidt did a great job with the defense. It was one of those things where it just continued on and just kept it rolling, and the Cobras are known to always have a great defense now, and we hope to keep that going. Um, but it was it was awesome to coach the coach back. Coach back is um, very um, particular in how things are, are done. Um, I've had a lot – I've butted heads with a lot of people. And coach back is one of two people that, um, we, I mean, we clicked like it was hand in hand and we, we, we made things happen. Once he understood me and I understood him, you know, we trusted each other and we knew what each other was thinking. And when you get in that moment, when you're coaching with someone like that, it, it, it makes it even that much, um, more interesting and more exciting, you know, as a whole You know, coach Fuller is another guy, um, never had a chance to work with him, um, but he's another guy that we click on everything and, you know, we're, we're friends. And um, so those, those guys right there, man, are, are exciting. And, and it just so happened they were both in the NAL. You know, Coach Fuller is still in the NAL. Coach Fuller's been coaching for a long time, got a great background. Um, but just to have that opportunity with Coach Back, man, it was just, you know, it helped me in, in a lot of different ways than I, I, than I thought, you know, would have came up. You know, you always think that you know a lot. Um, but when it comes into it, someone's going to show you something a little bit different. Um, and it's always for the better. So it's, uh, you know, very, and we're friends, you know, to this day. So it's something we'll be brothers for a long time. So it's it's pretty
0: awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, when somebody like that who, you know, wins multiple championships and, you know, you can tell how much of a competitor he is. I, I haven't really got a chance to deal with him a lot other than, the uifl in 2012 he came down and he beat our ass um (laughs) in the championship (laughs) it's like my my memory of of coach billy back is him just calling me ripping me because their bus broke down coming to the championship game and we paid for the bus because like that's how like the home team paid for the bus back then yeah Their GM gave me like three quotes or something like that. Of course, I'm gonna pick the cheapest one, right? (laughs) Why would I pay pay more? Yeah. In making Georgia, their bus breaks down, and he just calls me screaming. That was great. And so that gave them, you know, all that you know, that fuel. And it was it was really two good teams, and we just laid an egg. We we had a good team that just they got a little too cocky, and and they came down. Pissed off because they were sitting in Georgia for for a while, but um, you could just see the the competitor in him. And right. I, I know that you know that that's the kind of guy that you want to be around to get better. And I'm sure right. you picked up a lot of stuff just working with him. Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, as uh, I'll, I'll I'll take some stuff from him. You know, years down the road, you know, as far as long as I'm coaching the game, and and that's one thing I've always tried to do is try to take a little bit of something from somebody you always learn something and you try to mold it into your own thing. Um, I've been around a lot of great coaches, got a lot of great mentors, um, people that I, I I call, ask questions to, um, you know, you, you don't ever want to be afraid to to ask a question or ask for help with something. Um, Cause once you're not a student of the game anymore, then it's time to move on to something else. And that's one thing that I, I feel that I, I like, I try to pay attention to and I evaluate myself even uh, to see where I'm at with things.
0: And, because
1: we always can improve in some capacity.
0: How have you done um, any championships throughout your career? Yeah,
1: so um, I've been actually in three championships, um, and one in 2018 uh, with the Havoc, where I was the OC and general manager. I actually won GM of the Year too, so that was pretty cool. Nice. Um, it was in the it was in the AAL, um, but still, to me, you win a championship and you win an award is oh, pretty cool.
0: Top Warner, man.
1: Absolutely. I
0: don't
1: care. 100%. And then uh, in 2014, I was the head coach for the Cape Fear Heroes um, in the AAF. And great season. Um, had some adversity. Um, lost a good player. Um, uh, young man named Corey Groover, who, who played with the Florence Phantoms for a long time and played in, in Harrisburg. And and we talked him into, you know, coming from back and forth from South Carolina to play with us and in Flor- uh, Fayetteville um he he unfortunately passed away that season uh which was you know pretty tough for a lot of people he he had a lot of friends um a lot of teammates you know out there he went to clemson um so we made it all the way to the championship game and lost in the last few seconds to baltimore and and after the game people are pissed obviously and you know we, we should we should have never lost that game we were we were up like 40 40 uh 44 is 16 or 19 or something like that. And we ended up losing 45, 44. And it was one of those things and people left the field. And so Baltimore setting up on the home, on our home field, setting the stage up and, and I, I stood there and made myself watch them cheering and, you know, hoopla this and, you know, great for them, you know? So, but I, I told myself if I'm ever in that, I'm never going to be in that situation again. You know, if I'm in this moment, you know, we're, I'm, we're going to win. And that happened in 2018, you know, we were down, you know, Greg, them and, and West Virginia, you know, they, they've, I think they've only lost three games, you know, in their franchise history. Um, again, it don't matter what league you're in, you only lose three games in, you know, so many years. Or that's that's tough to do. It's hard to go undefeated and it's, and it's hard to to shut people out in the arena game, which we did that a couple of times in 2019. It was pretty cool. Um, so we were losing that game in 2018. And, you know, this is a cool story. You know, a lot of people don't know this. So I'm walking off the field. There in the Richmond Coliseum to the, to the locker room at halftime trying to rack my brain to figure out what can we do offensively? Cause guys are, we're, we're open. These guys are dropping balls and it's just, it's a, it's a debacle. So we're trying to figure out, I'm walking on my way to the locker room to figure out, you know, what am I going to say to these guys to the offense to, you know, to get them motivated to, you know, come back out in the second half and, and be a different football team. So um, as I walk into the locker room, if you ever been in the Richmond Coliseum and in, in the locker rooms, the doors are are extra heavy. You know, I don't know what kind of material it is, but there's some heavy doors. So I, I walk in and our quarterback, Lee Chapel is laid out on the floor, like almost knocked out. I'm thinking, what is going on? That's our starting quarterback, laid out on the floor. Come to find out, Ryan McDaniel, one of our receivers, you know, we're walking off, as we're walking off the field of the locker room, uh, the referees had a bad call or something like that, which never happens, Right. Um, he was pissed off, come in, slammed the door open. When he did that, Lee's bent down in his bag, getting something out of his bag and it hit him in his head and knocked him, like knocked him out. Like he was concussed. Like it was, he couldn't get up. Doctors are talking to him. And of course it was a Richmond doctor. So he was like, oh, no, he yeah, he's out. Again. I was like, no, let me, get, we need to get another doctor to talk to him. And, but when he stood up, I was like, man, he's done. Like he ain't going to be able to play. So Darren Daniel, our backup quarterback, he we were like, you know, you're in, like, you're up, man. <laughs> Let's go. We got to come back.
0: Welcome to the club. <laughs> but,
1: but he uh, you know, some of the um everything that needed to happen happened. So we got the ball, we scored, we got an interception, picked six, scored, got another interception, drove down and scored. And all of a sudden it was a three touchdown turnaround. We're in a lead and we kept the lead the rest of the game. Um They'll say that they, you know, they had some uh, different things here and there, but the best part of that whole time is Richmond was talking crap and the fans, and then it was like dead silence. <laughs> it was, it was pretty awesome, and it was a good game to the end, and, and it was close, but you know we ended up pulling it out and winning the game. And on the other side of that, Mook Zimmerman was the head coach, who was a defensive lineman for me in 2014, so he had the roles reversed. And he was in that situation again. Unfortunately, this time he was a head coach, and and uh, it even hurt that much more. That ended up being their last game um, played in the Richmond Coliseum.
0: Yeah, that Richmond was one of our initial teams in the AIFL back in two thousand five. We had the Richmond Bandits. They won the championship that year. So, uh, been in that arena many times. Hopefully, they're gonna. I I I thought they were gonna tear it down. Then I read that they. They weren't and it's like back and forth all the time, but yeah, hopefully they figure that out. Cause Richmond is a good market. I think, you know, that arena is a little, you know, big for yeah. you know, big and old, but uh, it was always a fun place to, to play. I love when you're on the road though and especially in a place that has crazy fans, loud yeah. fans to like have them like talk all kinds of crap and then you score a touchdown. And it was like completely silent. That
1: is like one of the best. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's uh, interesting. That's one of the favorite things for me being on the road of crowd being, I always say the best sound in the arena is silence when you're on the road because they're stunned. Speaking of Richmond, you know, when I was the DC for the Columbus Lions, those were some of our our best games, you know, versus the Richmond Raiders at the time. And it's you talk about crazy fans, you know, it's, I try to make it a point to talk to as many people on the road as possible, fans before game, after during game, after game, because you know that it'll come back around in some way where you might end up being coaching there. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so so you're, um, you're I got talking. fans, I got fans that I'm friends with to this day that come watch games because players like TC Stevens is our kicker. He was longtime Richmond Raiders kicker. And there's fans that'll drive from Richmond just to watch him and Brandon Sutton and Those guys that actually play with there are some faithful fans and loyal, and will follow their players wherever they're at.
0: So, are are you like a shit talker to the crowd? Like, how? Like, what's like? Depends. I I like
1: to feed off where they're at. So, if they're talking junk to me, then I'm gonna talk junk back to them. And if they're nice, I might be, you know, nice too. But if they're gonna talk junk, I will try to be a little nice in the beginning. But I'm thankful for the military that gave me a tactful sense to myself to where. When you say something to someone and then they walk away,
0: did he just say that? <laughs> and by that time, you're already gone, so you can't really fix it. So, have you ever received like a beer or popcorn from a fan while you were on the field? Popcorn, yeah. well, absolutely. Yeah, you, it's cool. The, the interaction with the fans is one of the most
1: craziest thing about the arena game, which is the best opportunity for fans. Like, you can't do that in an NFL game you can't reach down to the players and
0: I, I don't know. I mean, Billy, Billy's you're a shit talker, man. So, oh yeah. So there's a couple coaches in our
1: league that'll know that, you know, I'll tell them, you know, kick it, you know, you kick the field goal, don't go for it, <laughs> but probably not so nice words like that. But, um, but anyways, yeah. So uh, it's, it's all, it's all fun and games. You know, there's, there's some fan, there's some crazy fans out there that take it very serious and um, you're not going to, uh, do anything to their team, and they're going to let you know it too.
0: What's kind of been the 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 place you hated to play at the most, and why? I
1: hate I hate going to Columbus. I just there's crazy fans there, man. Crazy fans. And I mean, they're it's,
0: like right over the bench or something.
1: Like you got the. Uh, I, I I made a comment on when you were talking with Gibson of the. Um, they got these lawyers, man. These local lawyers from <laughs> town that uh, that the season ticket holders, longtime season ticket holders, and they are getting hammered on the front row behind the bench of the away team. And you talk about some some people talking junk, I guess to the point where you just got to block it out because you're you're gonna get pissed off and you're gonna end up saying something that you shouldn't say. So you just gotta try to keep focused. But they they do a good job, man. They got some really good fans. Um I'm looking forward to go to Albany um this year uh, coming up. That's a they got a lot of great fans and would love you in in Columbus, so I still got some fans there from when I coached too. So and and uh a lot of good friends there still too. So, um, but yeah, Albany I think is going to be an awesome atmosphere if they uh, can keep going with their fan base, which you know they've always had a great fan base. So I don't see why they wouldn't again, uh, especially with Coach Keith and Moss being there. You know, you almost got the same your same guns that are running the show. So it's you know why not support the same people that won your championship? Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be fun.
0: It's always I, I just I love it. You got to have that atmosphere. You got to have those those fans. Like I just love. You know I, I've only coached a few a few times. Um, you know more on the the admin side, but I, I love it when they know that I'm with the other team and or they yeah. know I'm the team owner or or whatever and they just love to just you know ride you the whole time and it's yeah. great. When you have a good team and you win because then it's like, hey, go ahead talk trash. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've had a couple of teams that, like that, uh, that year you were in Huntington as the head coach. I oh was, yeah. Can we, we won one game. That was the most miserable season ever. Yeah. And, uh, you beat us down, you know, cool. thank you. So for
1: yeah. That. And, and, uh, Jacksonville is always fun to go to, you know, they, they got a yeah. great, they do a great job. You know, it's, uh. Um, just across the board, from their front office, marketing, their owners, every you know everything to city, you know, and it helps that you're in the AFL for so long and, and have a great following. And, yeah, um, but I think it takes more um, skill to keep the fans coming back versus getting new fans. You know, I think it's easier to get a new fan than it is to keep someone wanting to keep coming back after year after year, game after game. Cause essentially it's the same thing It's just how can we adjust things a little bit different to keep the interest of that fan coming back. So if you do that, they're doing a great job and and I think they've nailed it for what they're doing from that aspect, from a business standpoint.
0: What's, what's your favorite spot?
1: Favorite spot would be, you know, I, I'd be biased and say in, in Greensboro because it's an awesome place. Not, we got off. It not, can't
0: not be your home arena. <laughs> no,
1: that's what I was just going to say, I, but I'm not going to choose that.
0: Um,
1: I would say favorite would be, I think I think Richmond was my was my my favorite place to be because um, you won the
0: championship event. there, or
1: well, all, just all around, just the oh, fans. Yeah. It's it makes it interesting and it's a uh, it's just a great atmosphere. You know, for, they never really had like a big amount of fans, but the that you wouldn't have known how many people were actually in there from the fan interaction.
0: Yeah. So Mike says Cobra Nation rocks. So, <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll see. Uh, somebody else had posted here that uh going to be winning the championship in twenty twenty one.
1: Yep, that's one of our D linemen.
0: Okay, so we got a big boy there, ready to ready to kill some quarterbacks.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, he's a big dude too. So he's uh he's pretty hungry and excited to have an opportunity. So
0: so what's it like? You know being a coach during covid you know like everything is different and i'm sure going forward things are going to be totally changed like how have you had to go about you know preparing for this upcoming season with all the uncertainty um i mean it's it's tricky
1: um you almost got to prepare like there ain't nothing going on because even though there is you still you still got to recruit players you still gotta get your your calendar set for the season. You still gotta get all the planning that that comes with it. You can't wait to the last minute to put stuff together. From a front office standpoint, you can't market in 30 days before your first game. So you got to do what you can do now. Um, so we're we're talking as coaches, and you know we'll we'll start getting on some film. And the cool thing with stuff like this platform and like Zoom and those type things is we you can meet wherever. And I think COVID has brought out um, ways for people to do things differently that could be more efficient. I'm sure some companies and businesses will do a lot more Zoom meetings because you can have more people involved than someone having to travel across the country when they really can't be in that conference room, but they can now. And they always have video conferencing and stuff like that.
0: But um, just technology just gets better I, year after year. I never even used it really. Like I mean, I was on calls and stuff, but I never personally hosted Zoom meetings until right. What okay. happened? And it's like. Man, I can be so much more efficient just like on the front office side of things, having staff meetings, having, you know, sponsor meetings, you know, all that stuff. It's so convenient and I can maximize that time. And I noticed a lot of coaches in the NFL too, they're, they're doing like, you know, you know, position meetings or, you know, offensive meetings through Zoom. I mean, you can share your screen, you can, you know, watch the video together, right? Which is pretty cool. So, um, I think that would be good. I think a hard part might be on the recruiting side, like tryouts and and working guys out. Has that been kind of one of the tougher things?
1: Um, I think from uh, people coming out to the workout, yeah, you know, they're real on un- there's they're uncertain on how things are gonna be, and so I, I have masks. You know, I, we provide masks for when the guys come and check in. Most of the places when we go inside, like they're requiring you to wear a mask indoor till you get onto the field, and then you can take the mask off. Um, okay. I just talked with the facility where we've got our workout coming up in January in Columbia. And you know, as of right now, if we had a workout there today, you'd have to wear your mask while you're working out. Okay. Which will be a little bit different. So um I'm looking into that to figure out, you know, how how we can maximize that to make sure everyone's safe. And obviously, oh, I'll have to get some masks and um and, and have those prepared for that. Um but overall, you know, like one of the things you're talking about from a coach, you know, we're at, I'm anticipating doing our our weekly um, film stuff in season to limit the exposure and being around uh, doing Zoom meetings on film and and what because I can share share the screen with guys and 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 go over what we need to go over and then go on to the next group and we're still working out the kinks on that and how we would split it up from offense defense and. Um, Cause we don't really have a position coach for every position like you do and outside to, you know, do that stuff. So with the, with the NFL guys, but um, we'll just be creative and and overall that's, you know, that's all we can do and, and just adapt, you know, for me being a Marine, that's, that's what we, that's what we live by. We just, we got to make it happen.
0: Problem solve and just, you know, continue to press forward. Um, So when is that next workout? Do you have a date set for that? Yep.
1: So it'll be January 16th at the Plex in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, information I, um, about to register
0: or what's what's yeah rest? so
1: they can uh they can register on from the our facebook page and my facebook page and you know sharing the information out there um uh, we have a couple event pages that'll be set up for that and um the biggest thing is there'll be a link where they can they pay for the workout and they fill out a registration and there's a process but you want to make sure that you know we're getting the information on the people try to get as much as we can before um uh, columbia will probably be our our, our bigger workout that we've had um, before we finish with in Greensboro in February. But I think I got like 17 pre-registered right now for Columbia, which is pretty cool. And we're a month away. So nice. I, I know for sure that's going to be our, our biggest workout. And I'm pretty excited about that. There's some great football players in South Carolina. All right.
0: We got Andy, Andy Jones. Uh, you know, how do you feel about opening against the Sharks? He's from Jacksonville. He's gone to Greensboro for some games. He's, he currently lives in Danville, Virginia. I don't think that's too far from you guys. A couple hours? No, it's not. It's a little, little, little about about an hour, maybe nice. less, depending on how you drive. So, how do you feel about? That? I mean, that you know, they're, you know, they're one of the top teams, you know, and opening the yeah, season. I'm, I'm,
1: I mean, I'm excited about it. Um, I, I feel, uh, you know, I I have not watched a championship game in 2019. That's how I'm still bitter of it. I mean, we should have won. Um, they know it. Everyone else knows it. Fans were leaving the arena. But you can't tell me you didn't think we were winning when you're leaving the arena. You know what I mean? So, so I, cause I, um, I didn't see it. What happened? I mean, it was, it was, we were, we were dang, both offenses were struggling. Let's say that, um, for the most part. Um, then we had to lead and, you know, things just kind of unraveled and started falling apart towards the end and, couple questionable situations, you know, in the game, you know, but I'll be mindful of, of how I speak on that. You're um, always right. What's that? I said, <laughs> you're always right. you know, so f- film don't lie. There's some highlights and stuff out there that you can see um, that are some questionable things that, that took place, but nonetheless, we lost. Jacksonville finished, you know, no matter what, at the end of the day, you know, you got to finish the game and we didn't. And Jacksonville did. Um, and it, it was tough. Um, fan, we got screwed, <laughs> but I, I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's always a great game. Um, you know, it, it's Jacksonville. You could say that we're kind of rivals, I guess, because we, we, we mirror each other in a lot of different ways because of, you know, some, um, you know, Rob still is, you know, helps out with Jacksonville behind the scenes with some things and not as much as he used to, but, um, you they took a, the, the cobras in the beginning took a lot of stuff from the sharks as far as how they ran stuff right, and,
0: and, with, yeah.
1: with, uh, you know, Jeff Bucci at the time was, you know, with Jacksonville all those years and then helping get the cobra set up. And I mean, why not take a cookie cutter process? You already have it set up and, you know, boom, place it here. Cause it's not difficult to do the business side of it if you don't make it difficult. Um, yeah. And you know, again, and Jackson's done a great job. So why not, you know, keep it moving.
0: Yep. Yep. And uh, I know you had mentioned that you can't wait to get up to Albany and, and take those guys on. we got some sharks fans. Hey, if uh, you guys are out there, we've got a little bit more time with coach Rez throw in some questions uh, that you want to, uh, to ask. And let's come up with some good questions and some funny ones for him. Uh, let's get to know him a little bit, but uh um, so you got the trial coming out yep. Anything else like, what else are you, um, do you work in the front office as well? Or are you only uh, football operations?
1: No. So I just, I do more football operations now. Um, as far as uh, I don't do as much in the front office as I used to. Um, I have a, a full-time job now too, so, um, I'm pretty busy. Um, I'll, I'll do some sales and stuff here on you know some sponsorships and in, in the in the community with some marketing and things like that I, I just enjoy doing that stuff so um, so not not as much as I have been in the past um, but we'll I'll make things work you know with what I gotta do from that standpoint.
0: Sounds good no that's good. I don't know no. what this means here how he fared and beat the coach what was that. <laughs> So, we had a a thing
1: that we were doing this season as far as guess the games, like who would win. And then for NFL games, we'd have like three or four games and then a tiebreaker game, which you would guess the score or whatnot. Let's just say that I never had an issue, I never faced being in a tiebreaker. (laughs) I I was always losing. Uh, I'm a better coach than I am game predictor.
0: (laughs) That's just. Was that for uh, this NFL season? Or
1: this season, this current, this season, yes, sir. Uh huh. (laughs) <laughs> it, well, I, it, was, it was funny.
0: I can tell you this. we I got sucked into playing uh, fantasy uh, football one year. And I just – I sucked so bad. I was like, I do not want to play this ever again. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think I – I think I only played that once. But uh, it was bad. It was bad. I, I, I
1: had so played some, some fantasy football the last few years and had done pretty well. And then this year, of course, I saw some Cobras fans doing a fantasy league. And I was like, hey, you know, let's –
0: is there a spot for me to join? And they're like,
1: "Heck yeah, you know, coach, come on." I think I named my my name, uh, uh, King Cobra or something, something stupid like that. So, and uh, I didn't make the playoffs, so um, I wasn't the worst, but I was about in the middle middle of the road. Um, I think I missed making the playoff spot by one game. Now I was pretty crappy during the season that I lost a couple games I shouldn't have, and you know, made some poor choices with some people. So, but. So they won't let me live that down either.
0: Hey, at least you're having fun with them. Are you a like a gamer? You play video games at all?
1: Uh, not as much as I used to. Um, I'll play like very seldom. Every once in a while, with my son, um, he's he's getting to the age now where he's getting really involved in sports, and um, he's a Madden player, and um, he, he wants to a be a, he wants to be a YouTuber. And I saw your shirt, and I think you're. Your kids do that, you know, some of that stuff yeah. and whatnot. So, my guy, uh, he's interested in doing some stuff like that.
0: This guy, my son, he, he made a hundred bucks last week on Twitter. Wow. I mean, it's not a ton of money, but it's like, yeah. I mean, when I was 16, I wasn't making a hundred bucks a week playing games. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like, dude. Yeah. So, no, I mean, it's, there's definitely something out there. I, I was, I was always saying like, it'd be cool to like, you know, have a contest or enter the players or coaches in some tournaments with fans yeah. or contests, hey, you get to play, you know, play the coach, you know. Uh, right. Are you a Madden guy? Is that your game if you play video games?
1: Um, It's okay. You know, I, I, I'll play Madden. I'm, I'm an NCAA guy, which
0: – They need to bring, you know,
1: bring, it back, man. bring it back. I hope they bring it back. There's a lot of chatter that, you know, they'll bring it back at some point, but – um there was no better football game than NCAA.
0: What's your favorite NFL team?
1: You know, I, I, I don't want to say it publicly, but, you know, I, I'm diehard. I'm a Raiders fan. Um, I love the Raiders. Um, they just – they struggle at times. They can never win the big game, so to speak, or a big game that they're supposed to win or, or need to win. They always, you know, don't do what they're supposed to do. So, um, i say my second team is the Ravens. Um, I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. Um, followed him through college and whatnot, and, you know, they, they had a great game last night. Uh, one of the better games to watch, actually. I missed that one. Season. So, um, so, yeah, I like the Ravens. I haven't had a chance to go to a game yet. Um, we were planning on going to a bunch of games this year, um, but with, you know, COVID, you know, that kind of put a wrench in everything. We were going to fly out to Vegas for the home opener oh, that um, was... with the Raiders, and that was a, you know, got screwed over because of COVID, but – um, but again, a lot of things, if you, if you keep track of things in your daily life of COVID messed this up or COVID messed that up, like it's like, I'm tired of hearing of, of, because of COVID, <laughs> you know, so,
0: but it is, it is what it is at this point. We just gotta, you know, move on. Andrea thinks that, uh, you know, you really like the Bengals. Right, so. Yeah.
1: They're, so, um, Andrea and Josh are two big fans of the Cobras and, Ah, uh, they went all the way to Jacksonville, the championship game, and um, come on, <laughs> the G-men. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're Bengals fans, so that's where they're they. They haven't had a very good season, so. Oh, that's got to be tough. Yeah. Too, with their quarterback on down. Yeah, you know who I was excited to see that. You know, the Browns are doing awesome on the watch i mean just yeah it uh, they're explosive and it's yeah. just across the board um but again their team just like you got to get over the hump of winning the game you're supposed to win like you you know you, you open the door for yourself to possibly
0: not be in the playoffs but how many times have they won nine games when's the last time they won nine games
1: i think it. they said um what did they say
0: it, it had to be It was a long time ago yeah, like it, was, it had to be yeah 15 20 years ago i would think yeah for sure so I lived in Northeast Ohio Canton Ohio for for seven years so I I always look back I took my son there when he was little we would go to Brown's games and then we would go to Pittsburgh Steeler games mm-hmm. and it's like the atmosphere in Cleveland compared to Pittsburgh is like night and day like right Cleveland was boring Pittsburgh was, you know, was pretty sweet yeah um, who's your college team that you follow um Back in the day, I would say um,
1: USC, back in the day growing up, um, being from California, I always like UCLA as well. Um, never really been a huge like that's my team in college, but being a coach now and being involved as in much as football as I am, I, I enjoy following the players, you know, the different players across the country and coaches you know, to see how different coaches do for teams. And you got coaches that bounce around and, you know, how are they able to keep their success in different places? And, um, so colleges, I, I, I enjoy watching college more. It's just, uh, you know, overall, you know, just the love of the game, you know, they're, you know, it's a different, different, uh, mentality.
0: You got another fan of yours from Harrisburg PA on there, Richard Bailey. Yeah.
1: So Richard Bailey, um, he's actually came to uh, quite a few of our workouts, you know, taking pictures and, 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 and tracking that uh, with LinkedIn magazine, Jonathan Durst and them support us with a lot of stuff that we do. And um, so it's cool to, you know, have people like that uh, support what you're doing. And and I try to help and support them as much as I can as well. You know, I appreciate them a lot.
0: What's kind of like the one thing that uh, most people don't know about you. Um,
1: I don't know. Other than, the, you know, the military, I'm not a big uh, putting it out there that, you know, I was in the military. I'm in the Marines, you know that. So um, I'll talk about it, you know, when it comes up. But I'm not like putting it out there. So when people find out that I was in the military and in combat twice and those type things, it's a whole totally different mindset versus oh, Coach Rez and then, oh, Coach Rez, <laughs> oh, Coach Rez, you know, after the fact. But they that, but they 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 let me know that fact for a second that they appreciate, you know, what I've done and and whatnot. So that's, so that's cool. So when they're, when they're ribbing me and talking junk, I know deep down inside that, you know, they, they appreciate me. So.
0: So roster wise, you still have some spots open. Oh yeah. Getting, you know, getting, uh, getting some things together. Um, And uh, as long as we, uh, you know, piss you off, you're going to be more focused. You know. At least as far as uh, <laughs> William says. So, no, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the season. I mean, I, I, I want to get up there for a game. Um, I, You know, I know you're going to put together a damn good team. I mean, you've always been good at recruiting guys, you know, even Well, though,
1: you know, it helps a lot, too, with the Cobras, with our ownership. You know, I spoke on it a little bit earlier, but with Rob and Richard, man, they, they do a great job, and it's not just – it's a business, but they want to make sure everyone's taken care of and the players have what they need. And just across the board, um, you know, they're, they're some of the top ones that are in the country, you know, in the game. And it's, you know, it's a blessing to, to, to know you got support like that from your ownership group because all these teams, it's from the top down. And if, if there's any issues or weak links near the top, when you get down to the middle or to the bottom, it's going to be a disaster. Um, so that aspect of it, you know, I'm thankful for the opportunity, you know, to be here and to be able to be close to home and and with the family and whatnot. So um, it's, you know, we're, we're, it's pretty cool.
0: No. Well, I think ownership is, is crucial and, you know, just providing the little things sometimes goes a long way, especially for the the players, but at the end of the day, they want to be respected. They want to, they want to feel that you genuinely care about them and, And you know, when you have a good ownership group and then you have good coaching staff that you have, um, it makes it that much easier because these players all talk. Right. You know? I mean, you're not gonna keep recruiting top top talent year after year if if you don't treat the guys right.
1: Right. One hundred percent.
0: So I mean so with, that, with,
1: with that too, you know, one of the, we talked a little bit earlier about the um, the trip to, to Mexico. Um american football events you know do a lot of different all-star events where they go to Costa rica and and mexico um so this year I, I get actually have the opportunity to go coach with them um, down in their all-star game uh, against a mexico team down in um, cancun and that's not going to be like their Super Bowl for them and it's gonna be a, lo- a great crowd and whole totally different atmosphere i think we got about almost 45 guys that are traveling there and Uh, It's going to be a great event. You know, Coach Glossinger and his wife, um, Sandy, do a great job of putting an event together. It's just another avenue to give players um, another platform, you know, to showcase what they can do and get that extra game film, you know, to have opportunities. So I'll actually get to see some players down there, you know, in person and, and, uh, you know, see what we can find out from that as well.
0: When is that going to be?
1: That'll be in March. March 6th and
0: 7th time so frame right before training camp for yep
1: so it'd be right before training camp and a good opportunity to uh coach a game and 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 getting some of that uh, our high school season is supposed to start in february here in north carolina so we'll see how that goes um barring any kind of other restrictions that pop up from covid and and whatnot so we'll see so hopefully we can get that off
0: yeah Got, got your boy McNeil in there. Yeah, too. that's one of
1: our one of our DBs. Excited to see him on the field. You know, he's he's a he's a playmaker. So we're we're excited to see him.
0: We do have a you know qualified you know high quality H two O coordinator. We could get Josh to uh, take care of those guys, make sure they're totally uh, hydrated. March third through the seventh. There you definitely. go. There you go. Check
1: out the website. I mean, they've helped hundreds of players through these through the years. I, I wanted he's gonna he's gonna hit me over the head, but I think this is their fifth year that they're gonna be doing these events, and they do like four events a year. They even started a women's league, um, and and uh, or a women's team, and they travel around and and you, you talk about some football, you know, those girls get after. It. And this year coming up, I think twenty twenty one is gonna be their first year of having youth a youth all-star team traveling around so that's nice they do a lot for the sport and it's exciting to see people do that kind of stuff and give give players an opportunity to to showcase what they can do
0: i think there's so many opportunities now for players um that maybe weren't around when when you were kind of getting into it as a a player i think i would have
1: loved to travel to mexico and play an all-star game.
0: yeah i I mean i would have paid
1: you tell me to pay a thousand dollars to travel $600 $600 a travel, whatever. I don't, I am mean, going right. where to play. Let's go. You yeah,
0: know, an opportunity exactly. to play. yeah. No, I think that's a lot of fun. So we'll make sure to check you out. What is your, um, are you on all the social media?
1: Yeah. Just my name, you know, nothing crazy. Uh, I couldn't even tell you what my Instagram is. I think it's uh coach Rez or something, but I, I don't really do social media as much Facebook. Okay. Uh, I guess you could say that I, I don't really Facebook
0: is right. your old head. You're on Facebook.
1: <laughs> right. I don't do Twitter or, you know, Instagram, you know, those things, but I have them. Yeah, I just don't really like use them anymore. You look like a TikTok. 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 <laughs> I may do a TikTok video or with my son or something just for you, just to put it out there. Do,
0: do that. We need that for next week. So, but no, man, coach, thanks for joining me, man. It's been fun, you know, chatting with you. I love seeing what you guys are doing up there. I know you're going to put together a, a good quality team. Can't wait to kind of check out the action and, um, you know, maybe face you one day and let's see what's up. Yeah, man. Glad to see you back involved and doing some stuff. And, and uh, get
1: to see you come down there in Orlando. And that's one of the teams we shut out. So I know they're going to be hunting us <laughs> twice, <laughs> twice, actually. So I know Coach Damn. Bennett's going to be, um, Coach, Coach Bennett's gonna be, you know, making sure to know that Coach Rez knows that who Coach Bennett is and, and 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 give us a game. So I know he's doing a great job down there. So we're we're looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. Uh Mary just threw in some comments quick, just you know how important it was that uh you know you you know came back. Um so no, that's good, man. We'll 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 get after it. Um if you shut these guys out again, man, that'll be bad. But hey. Come down. Hopefully, you know, spend, spend a little time. I uh, can
1: – I. I you, like I told you, it's hard to shut a team out. Very hard in the arena game. You know, I was yelling at Coach Back because he kept scoring, and I'm like, dude, stop. You
0: know, slow <laughs> down. <laughs> slow down. All right, well, check those guys out. The tryouts, all you players that have been posting about that. Tryouts are next month. Get on the website. Get the info. Uh, if you can't make it to the Carolina Cobra one, There's going to be other team tryouts as well, but uh, check it out. I know Coach will have a couple more coming up. So see you guys back. Uh, We'll be announcing the next show um, probably uh, tomorrow, uh, and it will be uh, Thursday night. So more details will come out on that uh, tomorrow. Thanks again, guys.
1: Appreciate it.